to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, we have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and you know it, we love 10-minute plays. And here on the Best of All Possible podcast, we'll bring you a brand new 10-minute play every two weeks during our 2020 season. And here tonight, joining us to help bring you that play is none other than a brand new guest to the podcast, Caitlin Bailey! Hey! Happy to be here. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Robert. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. I'm surprised we haven't had you on the podcast yet. Yeah. I've been I've been busy the last couple years. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Don't you have a family or something now? I have a very large two-year-old, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad that you were able to wiggle away for a minute to come out and read a play with us here tonight. Tonight, Caitlin, well, I'm sorry, we're not going to do that just yet because we start every play with a question that is tangentially related to the play that we're about to read. So I'm going to ask you this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Caitlin, when you read fortune cookies, do you put anything at the end to make it funnier? No. You don't? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Are you lying to me? Just sometimes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you like Chinese food? I love Chinese food. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, do you like fortune cookies? Does anybody actually like fortune cookies? Uh, my husband. Really? Yes. So like if they offer him more than one, though, he'll... Yes. Really? I he find will that... eat anything you put in front of him. So I open my fortune, uh-huh. I read it, he, then he eats the cookie. So does that mean that he gets the luck of the fortune or how does that work? Um, It hasn't worked out so far. But we'll see. (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you here, Caitlin. And this evening, we are going to read a play called Misfortune by Mark Harvey Levine. But you're not going to be reading it just by yourself. And it's not just with me. We're also joined this evening by Josie Arco. Hi, Joe. Hey. So, Joe, uh, when you read your fortunes, do you put anything uh, on the tail end of the fortune to make it funnier? Uh, I mean... The elephant in the room on this one is, of course, the in bed. In bed, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I was trying to think of a more clever answer as you were going for that. And realizing that the original wasn't even all that clever, I also came up with next to nothing on it. So, I yeah, I, I, I guess there's a half chuckle for that. <laughs> you made the dog sad, Joe. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> well, Joe, I guess we're glad that you're here. Uh, please, please move on. Please. Also joining us is someone who is 100 times funnier than Joe, Sharon Hollins. Yeah, except 100 times zero is still zero. Oh, oh zing. <laughs> oh, it demonstrates a two-horse twist of the night. I love it. Uh, so, Sharon, do you like Chinese food? I do like Chinese food. So what do you think of fortunes? You, I mean, do you... Uh, do you read them? Uh, I mean, I, I assume you read them. Yeah. Do you like the cookies? The cookies are fine. Um, I went to San Francisco once and actually went to a place where they made fortune cookies. With really? This, yeah, it was really kind of, it was hard to find. It was this little hole in the wall, like you thought you were going to be murdered, going down the alley kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a little old Chinese man sitting at the big machine making the fortune cookies and um, and uh, was actually getting them fresh off the uh, griddle. And mm-hmm. uh, gave me a couple of fresh ones. They're much better fresh. Ah, I bet um, they are. And he also did a couple of the fortunes that don't go out to the general public, the, the slightly more risque ones. And Ooh. yeah, those were funny. You know, like he who spits into the wind washes his own face and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so there are more clever ones out there. there I, are. <laughs> Sharon, you were 
that was informative, humorous, and far more original than anything that I was able to do. Thank you for <laughs> really just... <laughs> well, anyway, so tonight, everybody, we're going to read, once again, a play called Misfortune by Mark Harvey Levine. And uh, there are three characters in the play. Uh, so uh, those of you listening at home, this is a cold read for our actors. They have not laid eyes upon this script before. They don't know anything about what the play is about. Uh, the only reason they, the only thing they know is who they are because I sent them a message earlier. But uh, for you, those of you listening at home or in your car, I'm going to uh, assign the roles just now. So Sharon, if you would be so kind as to read the role of Cindy. Joe, if you would please read Barry. And Caitlin, our super special guest in the seat of victory, will you please read Stephanie? Now, I will read the stage directions. So gentlemen and ladies, without any further ado, Misfortune by Mark Harvey Levine. The scene is a Chinese restaurant. Barry and Stephanie have just finished their meal. Cindy, the waitress, who is not necessarily Asian, approaches the table. You guys finished? Yes, yes we are. Cindy lays down the check with a little tray. Sitting on top of the check are two fortune cookies. Everything was wonderful. Oh, I know, I, I love this place. It's a little hole in the wall, but the food is fantastic. They take their cookies and break them open. Work hard and your hard work will work for you. Okay. The person you just had dinner with will kill you tonight. What? What the hell? What does it say? The person you just had dinner with will kill you tonight. It does not. Read it. I don't believe this. What kind of fortune cookie? I've never seen anything like this. The person you just had dinner with will kill you tonight. Your lotto numbers are 8, 12, 32, 36, <laughs> 42, and 7. It, it, is this some kind of joke? Did you do that? No. I've never seen that cookie before in my life. Are you going to kill me tonight? I wasn't planning on it. That's a relief. But now I guess I have to. What? <laughs> the cookies never lie, Barry. What are you talking about? I've never known one of these cookies to be false. If the cookie says it, I'm going to do it. Really? You're going to kill me tonight? Apparently. I wonder how I'll do it. Stephanie, this isn't funny. She's looking at the back of the fortune. Hey, you can learn Chinese, too. Guo is the word for kingdom. Snatching the fortune back. Give me that. Excuse me. Cindy approaches the table. Yes? I want to complain about this fortune cookie I got. Look what it says. The person you just had dinner with will kill you tonight. Whoa, bummer. I just had a lovely dinner, and then I got hit with that? Do you think that's an appropriate saying for a fortune cookie? Well, it, it's not the happiest one I've seen. Uh, yeah. It, it's not even grammatically correct. It should be the person with whom you just had dinner will kill you tonight. It shouldn't be any of those. It shouldn't say anything like that. You want two more cookies? I, I can bring you another, too. Yes! Damn it! She leaves. I'm sorry it had to end this way. You're hilarious. Cindy returns with two more cookies. Here you go. She stays, standing over the table. Do you mind? I'm sorry, I'm kind of curious. Stephanie cracks hers. Today is a lucky day for those who are cheerful and optimistic. Okay. 
you won't make it out of this restaurant alive? Oh, come on. <laughs> read it. Stephanie reads it. Cindy reads it over her shoulder. Wow. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Did she put you up to this? Don't blame me. It's the cookie. The cookie knows. The cookies don't know a goddamn thing. I, I want two more cookies. I'm getting kind of full, actually. Two more cookies! Cindy stomps off to get them. So, I kill you in the restaurant? How do I do it? It didn't say. Perhaps the next cookie will provide further detail. Maybe the Kung Pao was poisoned. If you had it, too. Or so you think. Cindy returns with two more cookies. Here. Barry is hesitant. Open it. He gives her a look. Oh, I can't stand the suspense. Barry switches his cookie with Stephanie's and then opens it. Oh, for the love of... Your life is over. You have executive ability and you will go far in business. Okay, now, what, what the hell? Don't look at me! You're telling me you don't know anything about this. No, we set up all night baking cookies by hand and typing up the little slips of paper. You have no idea how hard it is to get them in the printer. Well, then, where did you, do you get those things? I don't know, some company. The same place where we get the sweet and sour sauce and everything else. I thought you guys made that in the kitchen. Oh. Uh, oops. Forget that. I just want the cookies. Bring me the box. Bring me the whole damn box. Cindy stomps off again. I'm not even Chinese. I'm from Reseda. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. Besides that you're actually going to kill me? Well, that would be one explanation. Offstage, we hear some banging around. So, why would I want to kill you? I don't know. You wouldn't. Would you? Cindy returns with a whole restaurant supply box full of fortune cookies. Here, knock yourself out. Barry tries to open it, but it's taped shut with packing tape. This is probably how I die from a massive paper cut I get trying to open this thing. Would it be too much trouble to get some scissors or something so I could open this? Cindy stomps off. Madre de Dios. So, uh, she is so not getting a tip. Now, honey, it's not her fault I'm going to murder you. Stop saying that! It's not funny! I'm getting freaked out here. I think it's hysterical. A little cookie has you all jumpy. I'm not jumpy. <laughs> little piss off. Cindy returns with a huge knife and violently stabs the box, slashing it open. Both Barry and Stephanie jump. She sets the knife down near Stephanie. There! Anything else? Okay. Here we go. He grabs a cookie. There is no escape. He opens another cookie. Only death awaits you. Another. You have minutes to live. Another. Here it comes. With great ceremony, Stephanie reaches into the box and opens one. Your charm and affability are noticed by your friends. <laughs> okay, now that's just freaky. <laughs> Stephanie picks up a knife in a rather murderous fashion. What did you do? Honey, put the knife down. Oh, God. Why am I going to kill you? Are you fooling around on me? No, no, I swear to God. Did you and this waitress concoct this little scheme? What? No, I'm not having an affair with a waitress. You wish. What is it then? You're keeping money from me? What? Nothing, no, nothing. There's no reason you would kill me. You have no secrets from me. None. Absolutely none? Abs- Well. Ah! 
It's a little thing. It's a stupid thing. What? Tell me. The the, the bakery dome that, that your sister Anna sent us, that that I said got broken in chimping. It, it didn't. I, I, I broke it accidentally. I, I, I meant to tell you. What? It's not that I didn't like it. It just it slipped. I, I felt bad. That's it? The bakery dome? That's it. My, my only secret god. I'm glad I got to get that off my chest before I died. She puts the knife down. I wouldn't kill you for that. You wouldn't? You thought I would kill you from that? Well, not until the cookie. Oh, hell with the cookie. Let's just pay the check and get out of here. What about the cookie knows all? <laughs> Honey, it's just a cookie. Guess what? The lottery, the lottery numbers won't wit either. Well, I can tell you one thing. We are never coming back to this restaurant. Wait. We didn't order pork and Peking sauce or broccoli beef. She looks at the check. And and where's the Kung Pao? That's not our check. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I, I must have... A horrible gurgling scream is heard off stage. A man staggers in, two chopsticks sticking out half of his body. He is covered in blood. He falls down dead across Barry and Stephanie's table. A woman runs out, hiding her face. Switch your check with another table. Cindy walks off for a moment and returns with another tray, dripping with blood. She puts it on top of the body, on top of their table. Here's yours. She takes two cookies out of the box and plops them on the tray. Do you need anything wrapped up? Blackout. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. So now we are going to enter the part of the show where we have a brief conversation about the play that we just read. And the first question is always the same, Caitlin. What were your first thoughts about the play? It can be as simple as I liked it, I didn't like it, anything that stood out to you. What do you think? I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I just, it, it felt so normal in a kind of, having a conversation with no, no, no. <laughs> it started out normal you know you, you when you're sitting there with uh, your partner and your partner gets a really terrible fortune mm-hmm. um and you i would do this with my husband i'd probably tell him i was gonna kill him you know and joke around for a while but then it gets really creepy and i, <laughs> I love the ending <laughs> like you would not expect that to be the ending honestly the ending you mean a man coming in with chopsticks again yes. his body? <laughs> <laughs> and dying from and that dying. across the you table stab pretty hard with yes you do yeah i guess so somebody meant it although if they made all those fortune cookies i guess they really did mean it <laughs> uh joe what are your first thoughts about the play uh, I, I want to actually hand it off to Sharon because I've done no no oh, oh. I, I've I've uh, I've done several of these with you and and uh, I know that you don't always like weird and wonky short plays but I'm kind of curious to hear what you think about this one. Way to pass the buck there, Joe. Yeah, you did oh, better before pre-show. So. Don't worry, we'll, we'll come we'll come back to him. Uh, I I kind of like this one. I like it better than I've liked a lot of them. Sorry, but it's true. Um, so anything in particular that stood out to you? Yeah, I had an experience once actually. I had two fortune cookies, and they were both empty. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it just it, I don't know, just kind of weird the way sometimes you get fortunes that align or don't align. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's. But yeah, I remember that. I'm like, what does this mean? I've got two fortune cookies, and neither one of them actually had a fortune in it. So 
<laughs> so let me ask let me ask the table this unless you had something to add joe no i enjoyed it oh great, great. wonderful uh so uh, uh let me ask this this is for anybody um is this play saying something is it making a commentary uh, is there something deeper happening here, a deeper theme than what we're seeing on the surface, an entertaining short play uh, where somebody gets a, a fortune cookie that was meant for somebody else? I mean, I think if you want to read into it, absolutely, there's this question of free will uh, that's pervasive throughout this, you know, especially with a nice kind of little light joke. I think mm-hmm. it's asking a very large question of you know is there free will are there fortunes is there a predetermined path and you know kind of the fun two-part twist is as opposed to when these conversations usually have happen in a theological uh sphere or a philosophical sphere this is instead in a chinese fortune cookie sphere and ultimately gets turned around with the joke that it was delivered to the wrong table so i uh this this is going to sound kind of off the wall sharon but i have a question for you uh, real quick did you watch jeopardy last night i did okay in ken one yep. correct uh spoiler alert hey and dating us uh, anyway uh he won if you, <laughs> he was on good morning america this morning y'all. come on uh and if i'm not mistaken he won it on a shakespeare question right yeah. so let me ask you this this is the reason i asked the question previous is the, is is the cookie playing the role of the witches in the Scottish play here? Is the cookie kicking all of this off? And uh, and 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 could is is Stephanie at any point actually? And this is partly for you, uh, Caitlin, as well. Is Stephanie Stephanie at any point seriously considering thrusting with that giant knife that they just opened up the box with? What well, I mean, any thoughts about that? I think she. I think he's got a better chance at Cindy offing him with the giant knife. <laughs> that's well, that's fair enough. She gets pretty pissed off at him, doesn't she? True. I also feel like Stephanie does hit a point where she's like, this can't possibly just be a coincidence. There must be some reason that, you know, my partner is deserves to die and by my hand. And so she kind of has a snap moment where she thinks, and I think there's a mistrust there in the relationship and you see it right there. I, I think, yeah, the dialogue kind of leads you uh, ultimately to see a little bit in Cindy, whether or not she's going to do something however what i would in in cindy or in stephanie or in stephanie stephanie Stephanie. um i I was looking at caitlin which is wonderful for podcasts which are highly reliant on visuals uh when i make these references but i would also uh counter as to your comparison Uh uh does the other we don't get any indication that the other table hears this that's the big thing with the witches in the scottish play is is it self-fulfilling or is it actually prophetic Whereas here, the other table doesn't necessarily get the prophecy. Fair enough. Any thoughts on that, Sharon? Well, I was also going to say, you know, is the question uh, is the question about Barry and Cindy's relationship? I'm saying, Nancy, I'm doing it. Barry and <laughs> Stephanie's relationship, uh, or is the question about, you know, are you a fool for believing in prophecy mm-hmm. and luck and fortune and that sort of thing? So that's kind of where I was going when I was asking earlier the question of whether or not there's more to the play than just, you know, this, you know, being a 10 minute light, you know, funny, funny play. That's kind of what I was thinking in my mind. I didn't want to feed that to uh, to anybody. But, yeah, that's where that's where I w- was thinking there is, is it is it a, is it a. Um, a commentary on how people are quick to believe something that, or somebody, or somebody, someone, you know, something that states. Well, I mean, you, you did, you kind of did it yourself too. With you called it the Scottish play, 
Oh yeah, to be sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, I, I, I never yeah, call it anything else. It's that, it's that superstition and, and and you know, fear of the word only increases the power of the word, whatever that quote is from. But you know, um, uh, you know, I, I, I guess to me it does raise the question of the sense or lack thereof in believing in in superstitions or fortunes or prophecies or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them. Yeah, but there's that nice little peppering at the end, at least in my <laughs> mind of this, is that the other table didn't get it and it still happened. So, yeah. so there is something of saying like, these people were being obsessed with it, but the fortune was actually true. It just didn't go to the right table. Yeah, fate is going to so, like, happen no matter the... what. Sorry, go ahead, Kayla. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's kind of that Final Destination idea. Yes. Which, spoiler alert, I yeah, guess, uh, if you haven't or... seen Final Destination yet. I was going to compare it to someone skipping the line of the Oracle, and then nobody gets, <laughs> <laughs> no one gets the right fortune. Well, I mean, it's the same idea that you were supposed to die, and you don't. It's going to come and get you anyway. Yeah. Fate will follow you no matter what. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah. So one more question before before we go, y'all. I wonder um, how does the flow of language and uh, and occurrences in the play read read to you? Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because of when Stephanie makes her turn, it seemed kind of abrupt to me. Uh, would you agree with that? But I, I also think it's it's very fast paced, which I like, which is something mm -hmm. especially in a cold read we can't always do justice. Sure, yeah, uh, definitely. For, uh, but it, it, I mean, it felt pretty quick and snappy. I mean, uh, you know, I, I love David Ives' short stuff, but David Ives' short plays can be ruined if it's too slow. It it relies on a, a snappy pace. So someone in the peanut gallery really appreciates your comment, Joe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here this evening. Uh, let's make sure that we thank Mark Harvey Levine for Miss Fortune. Thank you, Mark. And, of course, let's make sure we thank Sharon and Joe and Caitlin for coming and reading here tonight. Thanks, guys. Our stage manager, Rachel West, and, of course, the sound tech who shall not be named. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard here this evening, make sure that you hit that subscribe button for a brand new play every two weeks during our 2020 season. Also, if you are interested in supporting our podcast, make sure you visit us on patreon.com slash BOAP. That's B-O-A-P-P -P for best of all possible podcasts. Uh, you can donate as little as $3 per month. It'll get you extra content and we would be forever grateful. And Liz is not here this week, but she wanted me to remind you that if you donate enough money, we can get her a pie. Uh, how many fortune cookies would that buy? I get the sense that would buy a great deal of fortune cookies, Joe. <laughs> Why don't, we, why don't you do some research and we'll report back next week, all I'll, right? I'll, I'll answer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>